good, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the SB Nation NFL Show. This is The Look Ahead. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Always want to remind you about our DraftKings sponsorship. They are actually an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer. When you sign up, that's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. RJ Ochoa, what's going on, sir? Not a lot of stats. I uh, am excited to be with you. Um, like I said at the very beginning here, do not mess the lines up. I'm talking about the visual lines uh, on the stream, which you uh, have been known to do once upon a time. Here on the one Lickerhead. time. Um, I have something very special that I have prepared for you, Stats, if you'll allow me to go oh, um, no. off, off on a bit of a tangent to start oh, things off. Here we go. Go all ahead. Right. So uh, first of all, today is November 11th. Uh, very happy Veterans Day to all the brave men and women who have served our country. Uh, we thank you for your service. Tomorrow, Stats, not that this is anywhere near as important as that, but tomorrow is Friday, November 12th, 2021. Tomorrow... You will recall, actually, before I talk about tomorrow, that you and I over the summer did an episode of The Look Ahead uh, that was based upon Taylor Swift's relaunching of several of her old albums. Uh, it's a long story, but the gist of it all is Taylor Swift is redoing certain albums that she has you know, launched and dropped before in her career um, because of contractual issues and whatnot. So tomorrow, stats on Friday, an album by the name of Red is being released. I always think of you when I think of the color red because of the 49ers and because you are the only person I know with a red phone. Um, I actually thought um, the song Pour Some Sugar On Me, I thought forever that he said, looking like a lover with a red iPhone. Um, so that's on me, but that's actually you stats. Anyway, so tomorrow is the re-release re -release rather, of the album Red from Taylor Swift. So this album stats originally released in 2012. In fact, it was October 22nd. 2012 that this album released i remember it vividly because it was two days after my 23rd birthday and i was pissed because she had a song called 22 that was all about feeling 22 RJ, and RJ, where it. are you going with Hang this, on. And i i didn't get to experience that song as a 22 year old because i had just turned 23 so i was upset anyway at the time of taylor swift's release all right when when red was originally released in 2012 okay ready for this aaron Rodgers was the reigning mvp of the national football league he's the reigning mvp of the national football league here in our current moment when the album is being re-released ready for this here we go the number one overall pick at the moment was a quarterback regarded as a once in a generation prospect that was taken by an afc south team andrew luck at the time trevor lawrence here in 2021 isn't that interesting isn't that interesting no no more here we go peyton manning was in the first year of a new venture in his career. That was his first season with the Denver Broncos here in 2021, his first season with the Manning cast. Not impressed yet, Stats? How dare you? Anyway, moving on, Cliff Kingsbury, who you apologized for hating on on the Oddcast this week, was one of the hottest names in the world of football. Then, as the offensive coordinator at the prestigious Texas A&M University, as Johnny Menzel was putting the finishing touches on his Heisman Trophy winning campaign, this year as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, potentially this season's coach of the year. Still not impressed, that's the Dallas Cowboys were in their second full season with their freshly appointed head coach, Jason Garrett, then Mike McCarthy. Now I'll keep going. Please don't. The Cincinnati Bengals. We're in the second year of their quarterback's tenure with the team and limped into the bye week, having lost two divisional games in their three most recent games before winning seven of their final eight 
So watch out for the Bengals to win seven of their final eight games here in 2021. The Philadelphia Eagles stats you, were, you have were, to stop. were three and six like they are now and yeah. would go on to <laughs> say stop. goodbye to their head coach like has been pontificated potentially about Nick Sirianni. Finally, stats, tonight's team that is going to win, spoiler alert, the Baltimore Ravens. At this point in the season, in 2012, when Red was last released by Taylor Swift, were 6-2, and two, just like they are right now. And as you painfully know, would go on to win Super Bowl 47. Do you need me for any of this? I actually, yeah, I need your, <laughs> you know, I need your congratulations for unearthing this incredible information. I mean, you certainly said a lot of words. There were some facts in there. They were all facts. What are you talking about? I, mean, I don't know how. Damn, that was a long, long walk. It's okay, stats. Look. Good news, good vibes coming for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens is basically what I learned about this. Uh, So uh, Taylor Swift is clearly a fan of the AFC North. Before we get started, although I guess it's a little late for that, (laughs) we always tell you on the show, if you take the time to leave us a rating and a review, we will read it on the air. And luckily, this is a nice short review. This comes from G.O.B. Frog, who says, five-star rating, 100% accurate power rankings, RJ, Pete, BLG, and stats. Huzzah. And he's referring, of course, to BLG's power rankings that come out on the Oddcast, the only 100% accurate power rankings in the entire NFL podcast kingdom. But I do like a good huzzah, RJ. That's actually how I sign off the descriptions for every episode of my show on the Blog and the Voice podcast network, The Ocho. So perhaps there's a bit of a tie in there. Uh, Not a review stats, but I did want to mention as well a big shout out to Brett Smith on Twitter at XBCSmith who tweeted at you, myself, and the Bleeding Green account for Bleeding Green Nation um, on Wednesday evening and said, so Apple does not make it easy to leave a five-star. I managed it. You guys are my daily walk. Listen, Jimmy Kemsky as well, Brandon's uh, co-host over on BGN Radio. My dog and I appreciate every minute. Thanks. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. We are number one in dogs. I don't know if you're aware of this. We have the top-rated show. And the top-rated dog in Bear, um, obviously. Well, there you go. Uh, We do appreciate the comments. Please keep them coming. As you see, we clearly do read them. If you are new to this show, we take a deep dive into the four biggest games of the week, and then we hit every other game in a lightning round. You've got your what? I I mean, look, this is a weird episode already, so I figure why not before we dive into the games? Um, I am seeing a tweet right now, Stats. We do stream this show live. If anybody wants to watch along the SB Nation NFL Twitter page or Facebook page, a report from Jonathan uh, Alexander, excuse me, who is a Panthers beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, tweeted out a story nine minutes ago that free agent quarterback Cam Newton will meet with the Carolina Panthers, according to their sources. Interesting. Donald's banged up a little bit. What's wrong with PJ Walker? What did he ever do to anybody? They're trying to bring Cam's broke ass back? Dude, whoa. Way, way too aggressive there. <laughs> I mean, I want to see this. There are certain things that I want to see in the NFL that I, I don't want any, like, you know, attachment to my team on. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I want to see that. I, I want I want to see Cam come back. I want to see the vibe of uh, of how that works, how that happens. You know what? I really want to see stats, if I'm being totally honest with you. I want to see Cam Newton get in the game, score a touchdown, take the football, and go give it to a little kid. That's what I want to see with all my heart right now. It just, you know, stir up emotions of the 2015 Carolina Panthers for me. I'm all set. I think we've seen enough of that, don't haven't we? Wow. Like, what are we? Like, what is? I know, you're, I know you're pissed off that I brought up Super Bowl 47 stats. All right, like you know, you don't have to 
yeah, just be a jerk the rest of the show. You know, it. there are five Super Bowl matchups this week, five Super Bowl rematches this week. I bet you didn't know that. I did not know that off the top of my head. That's why I'm here with you, because you are the smartest, most handsome, most perfect, most incredible, most beautiful sounding person in the world. Wow. All right. Well, get your goggles, get your snorkel ready, RJ. Let's take our first deep dive of the day. It begins in New England, where the Patriots are giving two and a half points now. When I started doing my research yesterday, it was one and a half. Now it has bumped up to two and a half points to the Cleveland Browns. My first question, like, do you think that Bill Belichick still circles this game on the calendar? given it was against the team that fired him. Like, do you think he's still fired up about that or it doesn't matter now because he has a zillion Super Bowls? I would have said no, um, if not for the way they ran up the score on the New York Jets uh, a few weeks back, right? Like, there are certain facets of Bill Belichick that he allows to be petty. And good for him. Like, I I'm, I love this, honestly. I, I want to, and maybe that's why, like, I want to believe that he hates the Browns because that's cool. That's a cool story here. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that's irrelevant as far as the game is concerned, as cool as it would be, because I think I know stats The Brown. I, I owe an apology to the Browns and I'm, I know a lot of people do un unlike anybody else here, except for you, actually, who apologized to Cliff Kingsbury. I'm willing to atone for my mistakes. I'm willing to say I was wrong about this and I was wrong. I buried the Browns and they really responded well last week against Cincinnati. But just like stats, I thought uh, wrongly that the Detroit Lions would beat the Philadelphia Eagles a few weeks ago. What I didn't evaluate or consider going into that matchup was that the Lions were so gassed from the week before against the Rams. They just threw the kitchen sink at them, all the fakes and whatnot, and they were just running on fumes against the Eagles, and that's why they lost. I think that happens here. I think the Browns spent all of their emotional energy last week and the Odellness and the win against the Bengals. It was super impressive. And this Patriots team is an emotionless cyborg, like a, a team that's just going to come in and kill you no matter what you're feeling. And so if you're not feeling up to the challenge, that's not going to be enough. I love New England in this game. I don't think Cincinnati or excuse me, Cleveland has it in it. Baker played well last week. You know, he really needed to have a good game. I thought he did a good job. He's only played Belichick once in his career. He lost that game. Not that that tells you much of anything, but now he's got a foot injury. You know, he's banged up. He's still going to play apparently because apparently you have to like separate Baker Mayfield's arms from his body in order to keep him off the field. Um, we, you know, we sort of relitigate Baker's career every single week because he doesn't have a new deal yet. And, and there's that whole situation going on in Cleveland. Like, I think he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Is he Mac Jones with a better personality and a stronger arm? Mm, I don't, that's what an indictment of Mac Jones's personality. Um, what personality? I, I mean, I, I think Mac Jones has a higher ceiling right now than Baker Mayfield. What? Baker, yeah, I mean, like, I like we've seen Baker's ceiling, have we not? Like, we understand his ceiling, you know, and, and he's limited as a quarterback. And we're st we're seeing Mac Jones still like establish his ceiling. Like, I, you know, people play the game like, oh, if you could have this quarterback, that quarterback, whatever. Like, Baker Mayfield is a lot of fun, and I would love to be wrong about this, but. He just, I mean, we've seen that. We, we've seen we've seen that brick wall arrive, and it feels like that is potentially going to be the case this week against New England, whereas Mac, we're seeing progress. We're seeing as somebody who can steady the ship, somebody who can, you know, thrive in chaos, so to speak. And so I, 
I would totally take Mac Jones. In fact, I'm taking Mac Jones. I picked them to win this game. What I do think is interesting here, um, all due credit to Mac Jones, is the Patriots' defense, which is starting to come alive a little bit. The Browns' stats have the fifth-ranked offense by DVOA. Patriots have the fifth-ranked defense. Always, when you get those matchups, like that's where this game is won or lost. And that's that's why like I will take Mac Jones because Mac Jones won't have to be the one to do anything like impressive. To be, you know, to look at it, you know, in, in that sense, the Browns have the 12th ranked defense by DVOA, where the Patriots have the fifth, or excuse me, the 21st ranked offense. But still, I mean, all Mac Jones has to do is survive, and he's very good at that. Whereas Baker's going to have to pull something incredible off, and I just don't think he has that. I mean, it, this is a different team. I, I mean, th- this is a different challenge. I I love New England in this game. I didn't even once consider picking Cleveland. What is the status? I was trying to find out the Nick Chubb COVID situation. I know he tested positive. Do we think he's going to come back for this one? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they did. There was a report that he was vaccinated, and that that's right. like the true wild card, right? Because you have you have to test negative twice, twenty four hours apart. So, yep. I mean, it like there's no, you know, I know you asked the question, but there's no way to guess. You know, it is. It would be truly get some players have, some players haven't. It's just a matter of right. obviously the test results, and so with him. Maybe they stand a chance, but again, I mean, if your if your greatest asset is your run game, I think Bill Belichick can take that away. You know, and and I think that Baker Mayfield will be tasked with or without Nick Chubb, you know, to beat Bill Belichick, and I don't think he can. I really don't. What did you make of the Mac Jones twisting Brian Burns' ankle last week? I, that's a that's a sketchy play, and like he said, he thought Burns had the ball, but like. Even so, why are you twisting his ankle? I, that was a weird situation. Yeah, so um, you know this happens in our line of work when you uh, when something like that happens in in the same window of the team that you cover, right? So yeah. like you you kind of like don't see it until the next day almost. And I actually didn't see this until we wrote about it at SBNation.com. And so, you know, see the play itself. I'd, I'd seen all the murmuring and stuff, but I was I was dealing with the chaos of uh, the Cowboys getting skunked by the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and so I, th- I think that like sometimes seeing it after the fact affects how you view it as opposed to in the moment, because in the moment and I'm not trying to say it was it was right or understandable in the moment. It's like everybody grab the pitchforks like, you know, the, the timeline is dragging Mac Jones and it's hard not to. I mean, you're right, because it, it's hard to, you know, so with with the benefit of like the heat of the moment, you know, dissipating when I got a chance to check it out. I, I still don't have a real solid explanation. Even if he had the ball, like, what are you doing, dude? I mean, this is, um, I, I believe in Mac Jones as a, as a quarterback, as far as his skill set is concerned, but um, definitely not the most, uh, not the most respectable look for him in the aftermath of that win. Patriots cheaters. Again, once a cheater, always a cheater, RJ. I think that much is clear. I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. I will take the points. Ooh. I think it's going to be a close game either way. Give me the, you know, if, if Cleveland can eke it out by a field goal, that'll be enough. I think I'll go with the Browns. I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'll, I'll go with Cleveland. I, I don't know. I got a feeling, you know, sometimes you got to override the head a little bit. I'm going with the stomach, the gut instead of the brain. Are you hooked on the feeling? Oh, God. Good song, but no. All I right. got a feeling it's a great song, too, by the Black Eyed Peas. Let's not, you know, forget that. <laughs> I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. I really don't. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Our next deep dive takes us to Green Bay, where the Seahawks come to town. The Packers are favored by three and a half points. My God, how much better does this game look with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers as opposed to Geno Smith and Jordan Love? You know how I know I have been a football fan for a long time, Stats, and I feel like this happens. Um, like, nobody mentions the fail Mary anymore between these two teams. You know what I mean? Like, it's been that long, you know? Wow. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't even get, like, for the first, like, six meetings between, you know, the two teams in, in the Russell Wilson era, it was nothing but the reminder and the image and everything like that. Uh, Mike Silver is like, what's going on? You know, image of Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game. Um, I, I bad vibes from the Packers. Like, I, I don't think we have to, you know, peel any layers off of that onion. Uh, great vibes from the Seahawks. However, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's um, caricature, you know, effects uh, effects that you know are not um, such a phony. Like he's such a cartoon. It's it's so ridiculous. He's like making videos of him getting X-rays at the hospital. Like, dude, what are you doing? Can't you just come back from an injury like a normal human? Just be you a can't. human. Um, you know, I did a great impersonation of Russell Wilson on the NFC's mixtape this week, a podcast that people can listen to on both the blog and the boys and bleeding green nation podcast networks. It was a, um, it was a, a, a reference, a hypothetical reference to Russell being the quarterback of the New York giants next year. And VLG was like, well, what's he going to say? You know, if he's, you know, if he's Mr. Go Hawks, like, what's he going to say? Like go blue. And I said, yeah, and then he's gonna be like, go blue. But you know, guys, not Michigan. Yeah, I, I went to Wisconsin. I'm, I'm Wisconsin. You know, not not go not go blue. You know, we don't, we don't root for the Wolverines around here. Go go New York Football Giants. I mean, that's that's going to be Russell oh, Wilson God. next year in Spades. Um, he is super cheesy, but he is awesome. And yes. I mean, I I never doubted. I like I don't want to be like revisionist guy, but I never doubted that he would get right as soon as possible. And I I don't believe Russell to be somebody who's going to like rush his injury back just to get back on the field like out of panic or paranoia like Carson Wentz or something like that I think he's truly ready to go I think the Packers are in a bad spot I I, I just I don't like anything about the Packers right now I don't want anything to do with the Packers I don't see how Aaron Rodgers comes back men's fences he's still not even back yet obviously at the time of this recording it's just not 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 happening I will take the Seahawks like you mentioned like got a feeling I don't think there's like a feeling that can even remotely be magnetized towards Green Bay right now it is such a weird situation, but I feel like when Aaron Rodgers is in these situations where like people are doubting him, they think there's bad vibes or anything like that, he usually comes out and plays well. Uh, we'll see in this one. Let me ask you this question, because as of right now, we don't know the answer to this, but it could happen theoretically at any time. If you are Odell Beckham Jr. and you have two messages on your phone and one is from Russell Wilson and one is from Aaron Rodgers, which one are you answering first? I mean, oh, I mean, 
I am answering the one from Russell Wilson. Um, really? Yeah, dude. Again, like, I why would you if if you have to tie yourself to one person in the NFL right now? If we literally power ranked the one to fifteen hundred whatever people it is, is Aaron Rodgers not in the like bottom third? Right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, and I know it, it's it's tying yourself to one person for the remainder of this season, but still, like, look, I don't want to sound like bitter Cowboys fan here, but like, why? What is there to believe in in the Packers? Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers is awesome, but like, they failed to get it done all of the time. Like, what, they, so did they, the Seahawks. Yeah, but I mean, the Seahawks also have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Yes, the Packers have Devontae Adams, but you have far more options to thrive, and you have I, again. I, you have Russell Wilson. I would take Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers right now. I Russell would, like Wilson that. wasn't playing that great before he got hurt. Like people Who tend cares? to forget that. If I'm Odell, why do I want to be the third option in Seattle's offense behind DK and Tyler Lockett when I can go to Green Bay? Devontae Adams is going to get all the coverage. I'm going to have single coverage. I'm going to have this friggin' assassin at quarterback chucking me the ball. To me, and by the way, in case you haven't noticed, RJ, the Packers are seven and two. The Seahawks have a losing record. If I'm Odell, get me to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I can kill it for half a season. Everyone's going to be like, holy crap, Odell Beckham Jr.'s back. We got to sign this guy next year. It's incredible, phenomenal guy. And like you're right back at your top of your, you know, position ranking in terms of the NFL. To me, it's easy, easy Green Bay Packers. Uh-uh. I, I, I mean, I may, maybe I'm making too much out of the bad vibes, but like again, I would want nothing to do with the Packers right now. Like absolutely nothing. I don't and, think it like I don't think most of the players care about the vaccination status because he was following most of the protocols around them. So it's not I like just, I I just mean like there's there's clear dysfunction right now, right? Like there's clear like bad energy. And there's even like there's just the the energy from the events of the last like what eight nine days let alone the fact that like Aaron also hates the team you know what I mean so like, <laughs> That's true. You, you know what I mean like so why why would you want to go be there and be in this like awkward tense environment all of the time I mean so you know you're right Seattle's not as firmly in the playoff race as Green Bay but Seattle also again has Russell Wilson and yeah, you, so you what so what I mean he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL that's why like I mean, and I know you'll appreciate this. I can't believe that he is like tolerating the idea of New Orleans. Like, I know we're talking about Seattle and Green Bay, but what are you going there for right now? I mean, you know, like it's that would be a silly proposition to me. I I do think Seattle is the I don't say the best bet, but I mean, think about what Seattle also has coming up. I mean, and I say this with all due respect, stats. They've got Green Bay this week, then Arizona. Well, that's it. tough. But then at Washington, I'm on the night football dub. San Francisco on Sunday night football, massive dub. dub. At Houston, at the Rams, okay, fine, whatever. But then Chicago, Detroit, and then at Arizona to close it out. And that second Arizona game, they might have the one seed locked up. You don't know. You know what I mean? Like you have, I don't want to say like easy skating coming up, but if you're Green Bay at Minnesota, historically a tough place for the Packers, then the Rams. You got to play the Rams one way or the other here. Then the Bears at Baltimore. You do get Cleveland on Christmas weekend if you go to Green Bay, and Odell maybe might care about that. Minnesota mm -hmm. again. I just, you know, not feeling it. Plus, the Seahawks uniform is cooler. Uh, you know, a lot more to do there. You know what I mean? Like Seattle's you know, a cool and, city. And if you're Russell Wilson, or, or excuse me, if you're Odell Beckham Jr., you go to Seattle, you could get in on the fish tossing. You, you could be on the Sunday Night Football like commercial <laughs> B-roll footage and do the fish tossing and have your whole moment there. 
Seattle is a much cooler city. Um, I, I'm a huge fan. I, I just, I sorry. Last thing, you and, and BLG rightly talked about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers and how he just always gets it done, always finds a way. They're always in, in the picture. They're always a playoff team. They're not that, but the Seahawks are kind of that. You know, like they've they've had their stumbles certainly at different times in the Russell mm-hmm. Wilson era, but more often than not, far more often than not, they find a way to be involved. And I would I, that they're a higher floor to me than the Packers, and that's why I would pick them. See, that's I mean, the Packers don't have to find a way to be involved; they are involved. The Seahawks have to win two straight games just to get to five hundred. So if if it was me and I was Odell, I would go with Green Bay in terms of this specific game. If they're both back, the Packers are a better team. They are a better team. Seattle's defense is still trash. Not that Green Bay's defense is anything special either. But I just think that Aaron Rodgers against that defense is going to be able to do more. I don't have the faith in Russell Wilson that you do. Not that he's bad, but he was not playing up to his usual Russell Wilson standard when he, you know, before he had the injury. So I think I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Even though home field doesn't mean as much as it used to, I'll still take Green Bay and I'll still give the three and a half points. Mm. A wrong opinion from you. Question, last thing. If the Packers lose this, say the Seahawks like win with some level of authority, like not like domination, but just win convincingly. What's the panic level? Like it's it's got to be off the rails, right? Like it's, we're assuming Aaron Rodgers plays. It's not nothing. I'll give you that. I don't know that it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is famous for the R-E-L-A-X. So I don't oh, know that he's going to the only person to ever say the word relax in the history of the world. Jeez. But I don't, it's not nothing, but I don't think it's going to be like, sound the alarm you know we're in deep trouble mm. okay, you are fine. you are so overestimating the bad vibes in green bay next up let's go to tennessee the music city titans favored by two and a half over the new orleans saints you were talking about obj and how new orleans is possibly on his list to me that speaks to the incredible offensive mind of sean payton like They don't really have a ton there in New Orleans, but I feel like when you look at them, you're like, yeah, I trust that Sean Payton's going to be able to get me looks and opportunities and have me do some crazy stuff. I mean, I'm sure Odell has seen what Michael Thomas has done there when he's been healthy. So I get why he'd be interested. Plus, he'd be the clear number one option if he went to New Orleans. Uh, But regardless, they got to play the Titans this week, coming off a great win over the Rams. Yeah, stats. I'm really sorry, man. This is a season of L's for you, dude. Um, you know, 49ers not doing well. Kyle Shanahan, yikes. Uh, Cliff, Kingsbury, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury is super hot. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, super hot. Sean Payton, super hot. Super just, hot. They're coming off a loss last week to the Falcons. You're the one who just hyped them up, though, as the place that, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. should go, though. So, like, they're super hot in your estimation is, is my point. Uh, so, tough scene for you, really. Um, but, you know, T's and P's for you, my friend. I, with regard to this game, I don't know how in – any universe, this one or any of the multi ones, um, you can pick New Orleans to win. Tennessee is hot, dude. I mean, like you want to talk about hot. They are like hot with a capital H and a capital O and a capital T while we're at it. I mean, the Titans, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL, but they are the grittiest team in the NFL. Like if, if there is a team that is going to like just dig deep and find a way it's this one, but like, they don't even have to dig deep here. Like, you know what I mean? This is like, you know, the level of depth they have to dig in this game stats to beat the saints. It's like when, um, when they have the like ceremony, when they're like setting new land for a new project or something like that. And all the corporate people go out and like barely put the shovel in the dirt, like where, <laughs> like wearing suits, like 
that's the level of depth that Tennessee will have to dig to beat New Orleans on Sunday. I don't know what to make of Tennessee. This team lost to the Jets, RJ. Who cares? Who cares? We're we're at a point now where the sample of domination is large enough that you can you can like like not to be this about the Cowboys, but you know, a lot of Cowboys fans want to see a nice win against the Falcons. And that will help justify, okay, last week was this like blip on the radar, right? Like because you came back, you went with authority. If you don't do that, then it's like, okay, is this is this a symptom of something larger? And I, I think the Titans have put together a body of work that is you know, now established enough that you can very easily and very peacefully say that was a blip on the radar. And now they're here to be, you know, a more a team that wins with authority on a more consistent basis. I want to see if that same defense shows up against the Saints that showed up against the Rams. They were they smothered the Rams. And this is not like a mediocre offensive team. The Rams were lighting everybody up and Tennessee absolutely shut them down. The, the tricky thing is the Saints defense is really good, too. Like people don't really talk about it that much. I think they've given up like the fifth fewest yards in the entire league. And I don't know if I'm ready to say that I have faith in Ryan Tannehill to carry the offensive burden against a really good defensive team. I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. He doesn't even have to though. Like like the, the load he has to carry is not that heavy. You know what I mean? Like, and so he can, and he's like the, the sample on Ryan Tannehill is also very large. You know what I mean? This is, it's been a long time that Ryan Tannehill has been very good now. He hasn't the, been great this year. He really hasn't. Mm, well, still, I think you're overlooking something important, Stats. This is an Adrian Peterson revenge game, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, did play for the New Orleans Saints for like six games before they traded him away after signing him. miserable when he was yeah. there. Um, but trading him away did unlock Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. So, you know, there's that. All three reunited in this particular game. Look. I just cannot trust Trevor Simeon. Like you're over here, like man, I don't know how much I can trust Ryan Tannehill. I, like, dude, I mean, you can you can trust Ryan Tannehill a thousand times before you can trust Trevor Simeon. Uh, Peyton's kind of getting it done with Trevor Simeon a little bit, though. It's not what like do you been... mean? Like uh, they, yes, they they beat the Bucks, but like that's a, not a fair evaluation. You know what I mean? And plus, the Bucks they Saints relationship the defending is champions by multiple scores. Like, don't just hand wave that away. It's a, those are weird. That's a, again, a weird relationship of, of a, of a, you know, between two teams, New Orleans and Tampa, like those games are weird. And if there is a team in the Tom Brady era that has had Tampa's number, it's New it Orleans. Yes. So like, I, I don't know how much you can qualify. Like, yes, Sean. Okay, fine. Sean Payton gets to play the Buccaneers 17 times. Maybe they pull it off. But right now against the Titans, uh-uh, I ain't taking it. Do you realize that the Saints, I mean, they're right there for the division if they win this game. Like, you know, I keep hating on them, but they're right there for the division. Tampa right now is six and two. New Orleans is five and three. Like, this is a real thing. This is not like, oh, the Saints, you know, they're just they they're feisty. Like, no, they're in the mix. I think a much more likely outcome. And to be very clear, I'm I'm not saying that I believe this is likely, but more likely than New Orleans surpassing Tampa for the NFC South is and I know that the Rams just lost. But is the is the Rams surpassing the Cardinals for the NFC West? Because th- there's still a lot of people, I think maybe ourselves included to a certain degree, they're still not ready to trust the Cardinals, right? Like we all still kind of think the bottom's got to come out eventually, right? So the Rams surpassing the Cardinals for the NFC West, and then the Cardinals regressing enough to where New Orleans becomes the top wild card. 
You know what I mean? Like all along, we've been Whoa. saying whoever loses the NFC West is is the fifth seed in the top wild card. And like that's something, you know, at Blog of the Boys, we've been talking. You don't want to be the four seed because if you are, you have to host the loser of the NFC West. I think that's more likely. Again, I don't think it's incredibly likely, but I think that that's more likely than New Orleans passing Tampa for the NFC South. Well, I think that's crazy talk, but we will find out. Uh, so I will... Mm. Yeah, I think I'd still take the Titans, but I could easily Copycat. see the Saints winning, but I will take the Tennessee Titans. Next up, the Chefs going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are getting two and a half points. And before we get into this game, RJ, I just have to say that I am so glad that the Raiders lost last week to the New York Giants. Do you know that they tried four field goals inside the Giants 15-yard line last Cowards. week? Like Cowards. what? <laughs> what the hell is that? And I say try because they missed one. They missed a twenty-five yard field goal. Like, what is? What are these coaches thinking? Fourth and goal at the six, you kick a twenty-five yard field goal. Fourth and three at the fourteen, you can get a first down. You don't even need a touchdown in that instance. They kick a field goal. Fourth and three at the seven, they kick a field goal, and then fourth and three at the seven again, they miss the field goal. Like. You deserve to lose when you do that. That is how you lose to the New York Giants. That is pathetic by the Raiders. Last week, uh, you and I and then a lot of other people rightfully um, commended Derek Carr for his response to, you know, all of the the, the situations, to, to put it lightly, that the Raiders have had to deal with this season, certainly the tragedy last week. And talking about Derek Carr, the football player, because Derek Carr, the person, again, very admirable. Derek Carr, the football player, I don't know that I believe in him, but I do certainly believe that, again, talking in just a football sense here, he has been incredibly trapped. I, I would like to see Derek Carr somewhere else. You know, like, I, I just to figure it out, you know, like, and, and I said this to BLG recently, people love to talk about archetypes, right? Like, people, like, ever, you, we were talking about Ryan Tannehill. Ever since that, ever since Ryan Tannehill, rather, you know, emerged in Tennessee, it's been, who's the new Ryan Tannehill? Who's the guy? Everybody thought Sam Darnold would be that guy, right? Let's get him away from Adam Not Gase, everybody. whatever. everybody. Okay, whatever. But a lot of people thought that the next archetype that people are going to be chasing is the Matthew Stafford archetype, the guy who was who was kind of trapped by the culture and the losingness of the team beforehand. That's Derek Carr next offseason, right? Like he, he's going to get that that same sort of bump, that same sort of watch out. You know, now that Derek Carr is with insert team here, he's going to be well in MVP consideration, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see that w when it comes to this game. I still have a lot of questions about the Raiders, but I just have way more questions about the Chiefs. And and I, you know, the Chiefs have won two games in a row and, and credit to them, credit, you know, where it's due, but they have won two games in about the least inspiring way possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how you could feel worse about two wins than the way Chiefs fans probably do um, in our current moment. And so, and on top of that, we talked about how the Saints have played the Buccaneers tough as of late. The Raiders have yes. always given the Chiefs a lot of fits. And so, I, I love – I mean, if I'm getting points, I'll certainly take it then. But I think the Raiders win this game um, just, just because the, that's that's kind of been – that's kind of been the M.O. of, of these two teams this year uh, is that the Raiders find a way in the middle of football craziness to win uh, where the Chiefs just, you know, come up short uh, more often than not. I think the Chiefs are in their own heads a little bit, honestly. Like, it reminds me of when I'm playing golf and you're not doing well – and you're trying, you're standing over the ball and you're thinking in your head, like, all right, I got to keep my left arm straight. I got to keep my front foot flat on the ground. I got to do a short backswing. I got to do a long follow through. I got to break my wrist at this point. And then you go and swing and it all goes wrong. Like there's too much going on in their heads right now. 
They got to just go out there and play. Just just get a first down, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I just think that there's they're in their own heads. They're their own worst enemy at this particular moment. Well, and I think to expand on that analogy, um, you know, a, a round of golf is a battle, right? Like, and, you know, they've, they've put up a lot of doubles, right, and triples. And so, and they're they're trying to, like, you know, they're trying to hole out, you know what I mean? And they're not, right. they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're like, we, we, all we got to do is get five birdies here. You know what I mean? Like that, that's it. Like, and we're back, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, and, and again, not to make this about the Cowboys, but last week, Dak Prescott had a quote about how, you know, or it was said by some people that he was kind of trying to score 21 points on a drive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it got that forceful. And it's like, you know, a, a thing about golf and you, you mentioned this, but like, this is something I've had to learn in my own golf game is like, Golf is so much more than just like what you said, the fundamentals of your swing, like half of like what people suck about or what, why people suck at golf is like, they don't know where to aim. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't, you know, it, it's like people are all, people are always aiming for the hole, you know, they're, they're not accounting for different things. And like, that's the chief's problem is they're, they're trying to, to, to simplify this. They're trying to hit a home run every single, not just every game, every possession, every play, like they're, they're constantly chasing the, the Mahomes to Tyreek bomb. And like, to be able to do the, like everyone running down the sidelines and high-fiving, like we're back <laughs> moment. And it's right. just, you know, it's just not happening. It's not there right now. You gotta, you gotta adapt. You gotta evolve. And it's, it's gotta be frustrating because like you said, they have the personnel there to make those big plays. But even if you were to get a 75 yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, that doesn't solve the rest of your problems. It doesn't automatically mean your offense is going to be yeah. fixed. It's like, one par, right. To, to stick with the analogy, right. To me, you got to build that wall brick by brick and just get back to your basics and your fundamentals and you'll be fine. Like I really do. And like you said, because the Raiders have always played them tough, I feel like if they could, if the Chiefs could just put up like 28 points and just not look so sluggish, I really feel like it could be something that they could build off of. They could say, hey, we're starting to come out of this thing, right? Like we're, we're getting there. The train has started moving down the tracks. The Raiders always give us problems. We beat them. We handled them in their place. And now we're going to start rolling now. We're going to get hot at the right time, right down the stretch of the season. The division obviously is is there for the taking. And they could build off of it if they can do it. And we'll see if they actually can do it. We'll see if he plays or not. But if he does... Would it not be the most Deshaun Jackson thing of all time to, to <laughs> score in this game? Like, like for and like that's the like crazy thing. Like to, for him to have the like eighty yard bomb, you know what I mean? And then like the Chiefs to kind of start sweating. Like mm-hmm. we got to do that. You know what I mean? Like I kind of think that's happening. I'm ready to, to officially predict it. You want to jump on this train? If you're the Raiders, I love the idea of taking that shot, right? Like because like you said, if they hit it. It would be a great just way to mess with the Chiefs' heads and totally kind of maybe get them off their game a little bit. I could see it. Why not if you're Derek Carr? Derek Carr can sling that thing, man. Take a shot. Okay. Take a shot. All right, RJ. We have finished our deep dives. So you know what that means. It is time for the Week 10 Lightning Round. The Lightning Round! We begin on Thursday night football where Baltimore goes to Miami. The Dolphins are getting seven and a half points. This is a nice little stretch for Baltimore. They have the Dolphins. They have the Bears after that. If Lamar Jackson wants to win MVP, he can sort of, you know, fatten up the resume with these next two weeks. 
Uh, I know everybody cares. I'm in first place in my fantasy league of record with a Sterling 7-2 and two record. I did pick up the Baltimore Ravens defense to stream them for a little bit stats. Mark. That's always a nice feeling when you when you find one that you can rely on for a little bit. Yep. I'm a big fan of Baltimore in general. Shout out to Kyle Barber. Shout out to BaltimoreRavens.com who are fans of the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, maybe the Ravens are kind of like sneakily the team of the SB Nation NFL show. You know, there is... You know, even though you and BLG are losers that hate on okay, Lamar Jackson, here we go. Um, I have Roden, Roden, ridden for them since day one. I will take Baltimore. I don't care about the points. They're going to cover with ease. I agree with you. The Falcons are in Dallas. The Cowboys are giving eight points, RJ. Matt Ryan has quietly been playing well. And I worry about that Cowboys defense when they are not getting turnovers. Dan Quinn revenge game. Obviously the rematch (laughs) of the watermelon kick last year. The author of that kick, Greg Zerline, Cowboys kicker on the reserve COVID-19 list. uh, Unlikely to play in this game. I will not take Dallas to cover. They were 7-0 against the spread before last week. I think, you know, if you got kicking woes like that, I don't want to touch any sort of line. Mm -hmm. I do think they win. I do think that they need to win with authority to really talk a lot of Cowboys fans off the ledge. But, um... Again, it's a little bit revisionist history. Denver, when you look at like Denver's offensive EPA per play last week was somewhat respectable. And I think we we underestimated them on the Cowboys side of this. But Atlanta is is, is quite poor all the way around. Maybe Kyle Pitts has a nice afternoon. Uh, but still, I think Dallas wins. I would take the Falcons and the points. But I do think that the Cowboys are going to win the game. The Jags go to Indianapolis. The Colts are favored by 10. The Jags are coming off a win over the Buffalo Bills. And this game might be more interesting to Eagles fans who just want to see the Colts continue to succeed. So they keep playing Carson Wentz and the Eagles end up with a first round draft pick. It's something BLG and I actually talked about this week. If you're an Eagles fan, are you now rooting for them to lose? Because it does seem like Carson's going to meet that threshold. You know what I mean? Like you're no longer, man, they got to keep playing him and we want that pick to get better. Uh, Cowboys fans are rooting for the Colts to win so that that, that, you know, that pick can be further, further back. Uh, Carson said this week stats. Um, I believe his wife is pregnant with their second child. You are a father of two mm-hmm. uh, that he would miss the birth of the child if he had to. Uh, on the subject of golf, John Rahm, I was actually listening to uh, an appearance of his on the No Laying Up podcast this week, uh, said, I'll miss the Masters, you know, for the birth of my child. Granted, his first child. Uh, hard to compare those sorts of things. Um, Carson, dude, you don't have to be such a tryhard. We get it. You, know, <laughs> you already like, got the job. dude. Yeah, seriously. Chill out. Um, I... I don't know. I don't want to take. I don't want to touch this. Um, take the points. Take the points. I no. I'm taking Indy. I mean, Jacksonville's that bad, but you know, a weird moment for Carson Wentz this week at the very least. The Buffalo Bills, like I said, coming off that loss against the Jags, are in New Jersey to play the Jets. The Jets are getting 11 points. I'm gonna take the the points. I think the Bills win, but Buffalo's struggle against Miami. Two week ago, two weeks ago, yep. on t- on top of this, you know, I'm I'm totally fine being proven wrong here, and I say this as like Mr. Buffalo Bill around here, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm too spooked over the. It's it's not just last week; it's a combination of the last two games. Uh, so I will take the points, but I think that Buffalo wins. You know, coming into this season, I said I don't think Josh Allen's going to be as good as he was last year. I said he's going to regress. He's going to be better than he was his I first take. two years, and not as good as last year. And that's exactly what has happened. And the Bills are struggling a little bit. I think they'll win, but I agree. I don't think that they'll win by more than 11 points, so I will take the points. In Pittsburgh, the Steelers welcome in the Lions. Mike Tomlin's bunch is favored by eight points. And the reason that Mike Tomlin never has a losing season, RJ, is because he never loses these games. The Steelers are going to take care of business. Yeah, um, 
look, I have been wrong about the Steelers and that they have not totally tanked. But what's frustrating about this is they do suck, right? <laughs> like they, they are bad. Um, their offense is awful. And so like the, the math is there for them to suck. You know what I mean? But credit to Mike Tomlin. Credit to Ben Roethlisberger for doing the bare minimum. Jeez. And credit to uh, Tony Carrenti for making sure that Pittsburgh won that game. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 I still don't totally buy Pittsburgh in a, a high level of seriousness, but it's, it's difficult to say that they will not win this game and cover. In a Dan Campbell-Mike Tomlin matchup, there is no way I can pick Dan Campbell on any universe, on any planet, in any galaxy. Steelers, definitely. Buccaneers travel to the Washington football team. Bucks off a bye. Washington's getting nine and a half points in this one. This should be an easy day for Tampa. Get in, get out. Don't get anybody hurt. It should. Um, you know, I made this point actually uh, on the NFC's mixtape this week. Both these teams coming off their buys, and I hate this. I, I hate when this happens because either have every team coming off their buy play another team that's coming off their buy, or have every team get an advantage because it's not the same. It's not universal. In fact, last week's stats, I don't know if you realize this, the New York Giants were coming off of Monday night football and played the Raiders, who were coming off of their bye. So the shortest amount of rest possible versus the longest amount of rest possible. The Kansas City Chiefs were coming off of Monday night football, played the Green Bay Packers, coming off of Thursday night football. How does that imbalance happen? You know what I mean? So that's my little soapbox here. Uh, <laughs> this is the, the rare time of the year where – as Cowboys fans, you've you've gotten to a point where you have to root for a division rival. I did not think we were there a month ago when when Tampa visited Philadelphia. I thought it was too early. Philly's a little bit better than Washington, obviously, but I'm I'm really hoping that Washington can pull off the upset here. Uh, but I, I do find it to be doubtful. I think that Tampa wins in serious authority. Let's go to Arizona next. The Panthers are at the Cardinals. Cardinals given ten and a half points. You know, maybe you were like, well, I don't know what, you know, Kyler Murray, his ankles banged up, DeAndre. Who cares? Colt McCoy and James Conner looked just fine last week against the 49ers. The Panthers, I mean, what are they doing? Sam Donald is hurt. Now they're talking with Cam Newton. Their whole organization does not have their stuff together, RJ. Give me the Cardinals, and I'll even give the points. Organization is a weird word to use for the Panthers these days because they, uh, they seemingly don't have much. Um, again, I want to see this. Like, I, I want to watch the Cam thing. Like, um, I don't want it to be this week, but, you know, like next week when I have a chance to watch the Red Zone channel, I want to see Scott Hanson like, and look who's in it, quarterback for the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. You know, I, re I really want that moment. But, uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, the Panthers, you know, you talk about like, you love to take victory laps on things that you were right about. And good for you. You should. Matt Rule, dude. Uh-uh. Didn't wasn't didn't see it, you know, last year. And I, I wasn't like out out on him, but I wasn't in on him the way other people were. Um, and yikes, dude. I mean, you look back at that that class of new coaches, Matt Rule, Kevin Stefanski, Mike McCarthy. I think Matt Rule right now, the clear loser of the bunch. Um, not a not a good time for the Carolina Panthers. I don't care if if Cam comes back this week or not, just, they're not gonna win. I, I think Arizona what is the point of bringing Cam back? Are you going to sign him to a multi-year deal? No. No. So, it's, like, what's, it's, what is the point? Just stop. It, all I mean, I'm being serious with you. I mean, again, I want to see Cam involved here. I, I think it would be fun, but it's the retweets. It's the It's the oh, love. It's God, the adoration. That's what it is, dude. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that is that not what it is? Like, is that not the most logical explanation? Like, they're, they're a franchise that has, like, missed on everything they've tried to do, <laughs> whether true. that be acquire a player or evaluate a situation. You know what I mean? So this is literally the equivalent of, like, 
you know, hey, um, like this, this is when you get together with your friends, your college friends, and you and you just put on the playlist that you like, you know, party to back in the day. You know what I mean? Like you're like you, you're trying to recreate the memories, recreate the times, telling old stories, and, and yeah, except you that- can't party like you did before. So after like two beers, you're just like tired and want to go to bed. It's pathetic. That's what it is. Let's keep moving. Uh, Let's go to L.A. now. The Chargers host the Vikings. L.A. is giving three points in this one. It won't be easy for the Chargers, but I think that they should do it, and I think they will do it. All right. I realize that there will be some blowback here. All right. I understand, and I'm prepared for this. I am not ready to trust the Chargers again just because they, they eked out a win against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Now, congratulations to Justin Herbert for his insane completion percentage, but again, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a game. This is the game that Kirk Cousins wins, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not in, it's not in prime time. You know what I mean? It's in the middle of a lot of chaos, like throughout True. the day and Kirk will win this game and, you know, re up his currency with, with football fans, with the Vikings or whoever it may be. And we will be pissed at the chargers for not winning. the Again, I, I believe the chargers are closer to the like charges we have always known than the chargers. We want them to be. And so because mm. of that, I this is a this is a game that Kirk Cousins wins. It's a game the Chargers lose. And and the Vikings have look, I'm not trying to pretend the Vikings are great, but the Vikings have have had some bad breaks this year. Um and and we don't know what's going on with the Dalvin Cook situation. Obviously, that that is a whole separate, you know, serious matter. But about the football of it all, I mean the Vikings have come really close. In fact, you were trying to take some victory laps last week. That's like I've been telling y'all, Kirk Cousins, he leads this game winning drive, game tying drive. And he did. I mean, he almost beat the Baltimore Ravens, a team that we are very high on, rightfully so. He's lost some really close games. Like, if if you just move the goalposts just a little bit, you can get the Vikings to a much better record. I will take Minnesota in this game, and I actually feel pretty pumped about it. Yeah, I have continued to say Kirk Cousins at the end of these games when the Vikings need a drive has done it pretty much every single time. They always haven't ended up winning the game, but he has always got them the score that they need in that moment. He did it again last week against the Ravens, gets the ball back with three and a half minutes to go, leads them down to the game tying touchdown, which he throws to Adam Thielen with a minute left. Like, you know, some people like to ascribe more credit to primetime games. Like you get one win no matter when you win the game, whether it's in the middle of the scrum at one or whether it's on Monday Night Football. Like it doesn't matter. But I just feel like we're bagging on Kirk Cousins too much this year. I don't think he's going to win this week, it's, but I don't think have, it's fair. People have always bagged too much on him. Again, he's not perfect. He's not impervious. He's not flawless, but he's a meme. And so, like, it's fun to, (laughs) like, you know, take your shots at Kirk Cousins. He has never been as bad as the collective has made him out to be. And again, dude, like the Chargers, I mean, prove it to me. You know what I mean? Like, win a game in some chaos. I mean, you're right. Kirk Cousins has almost done it. He's led drives that should have won or at least were impressive against Baltimore and Arizona this year. You know what I mean? Like, that's really impressive when you really – the only time, and I will say this proudly, that he failed to lead the drive he needed was against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> would you have ever mentioned that otherwise? No. No, but it, it was important. Happen. It was important contextually. Last game of the week, the Eagles are in Denver to play the Broncos. The Broncos are giving three points. You know, I, I kept saying that the Broncos are paper tigers, that they're terrible, that they're going to start losing games and get ready for the Broncos to be bad. And they lost those four straight games. And I was right there, but you know what? They bounced back against Washington. They whooped your Cowboys. They whooped them last week. That was 30 to nothing until the final, like five minutes when Dak threw two meaningless touchdowns, give them credit. They're right in the mix for the AFC West. 
And if they could beat the Cowboys, you know, they could clearly beat the Eagles this week. So a few things before I, I, I lay out my point. Um, one, I wish the Cowboys had gotten skunked. I hate that they scored two garbage time touchdowns. I hate that. I, I wanted them to be shut out. I really wanted that. They deserved that after the way they played. Um, secondly, you're right. We've been saying that the Broncos are paper tigers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mentioned that we did underestimate them. We being the, the Cowboys people involved here, um, clearly better than we anticipated. I still believe that they are paper tigers. In fact, I still believe Pete Tweeney on Monday Football Monday said that my favorite word around here is fraud. I maintain stats that they are frauds. And what upsets me about, honestly, the most about the way that the Cowboys lost is that it validated Vic Fangio's warped way of coaching football. You know what I mean? Like, because in his mind, he's like, aggression, you know, like, no, stupid conservative football <laughs> wins you punt on fourth and one from the 39 yard line people you know you kick field goals i i hate that 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 was like validated in his mind that the cowboys were so dysfunctional that in a stupid reality they gave life to this you know alleged logic and because of that stats Vic Fangio, you think you've seen conservative football before? Get ready for the doubling down, man. You know what I mean? Like, get ready for that. And look, I'm not high on Nick Sirianni, but he is somebody who leans into analytical tendencies. We've seen that so far this season. This is my man, Nick Sirianni's moment, who I also owe an apology to, Stats. I don't know if you saw this. Somebody tweeted a photo at BLG and I. Um, Nick Sirianni has been doing the highlighter thing on the visor for a long time. I was wrong. And so I already apologized to him on the mixtape and Nick Sirianni, get it done. I'll get you a bouquet of roses, Nick, please destroy the Broncos and destroy this idea that conservative football can live and thrive in the year 2021. Give me the Eagles. In fact, stats, I will say the Eagles win by double digits. I'm putting it out there. My lock of the week. So you are rooting for the Eagles. You Mr. Cowboy. I'm not rooting for the Eagles. I hope the Eagles lose by 50 points to be very clear here, but, (laughs) but the logic and reason of life suggests that the Eagles will win. I'm here to tell you what I think is going to happen. All right. What I think is going to happen is incredibly different. Will I take a level of joy in Vic Fangio's conservative nature being actually disproven? Yes. Will I be still super pissed off that my team was incapable of exploiting this and that it took the Philadelphia Eagles of all teams to exploit it? Yes. That will bother me greatly. I won't be able to sleep next week. Stats. Thanks for already highlighting that ahead of time. However, I care about the world. I'm a man of the people stats. All right. Why do you think I did the Taylor Swift thing? That's for you. I don't know why. (laughs) All right. This, this is about something bigger than the Cowboys. This is about justice. All right. Soul of the game. And and not justice (laughs) Mosqueda, justice, the like level of peace and harmony that belongs in the world. And I do not, for the sake of any football fan, want to see conservative football, let alone for conservative football to be justified. And so I want to see the rug pulled out from that this week. I mean, Tim Tim Patrick, sorry, stats, came out on Monday (laughs) and said it was disrespectful of the Cowboys to go for it on fourth and short. Tim, dude, welcome to, like, just math. You know what I mean? It's not disrespectful. It made sense. And that's what bothers me about the Broncos is they, like, we all know somebody. You know what I mean? Like, we all know somebody who, who believes in doing something, anything, a weird way, and it works out for them. And you're like, it shouldn't. It shouldn't work, <laughs> you know, just because just because it did doesn't mean it was right. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what I'm what I'm saying, Stats, I believe every NFL team, if they want to go east, should make a right. 
but Vic Fangio believes he can make three lefts and still get there. And that is technically true, but it is not the most efficient way to live and prosper. Oh, it's my turn to talk now. Okay. I'll take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think the Broncos kind of had like a little like us against the world vibe. They just traded Von Miller. And I don't know what, maybe the Cowboys were sleepwalking through this thing. I think the Eagles are going to come out. I think the Eagles are going to win. So I'll take the three points and I think they're going to win the game outright. Jalen Hurts is not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. And I have more faith in Jalen Hurts to make a play than I do in Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, Teddy Two Gloves. I will never, ever, ever believe in you. You may be a nice person, but you can never be my quarterback. That is for sure. That's going to do it for this edition of the Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. We are brought to you by DraftKings. We always say, we remind you, please, if you're already following us, you're already subscribed, thank you. We really do appreciate it. But if you can just take 30 seconds, leave us a rating, leave us a review, use your phone, Use your friend's phone. Use your significant other's phone. However go, you go need to, the, to do Go it. to the store and go to the phones that they have, like, set up. You know what I'm right. talking about? Like, the ones that are out there. Just walk through them all. Throw us a five-star review. You leave a rating. We will read it on the show. RJ, got it through another week, man. We didn't have to talk about my crappy 49ers because uh, they're playing on Monday night. You, st- you stole my, my thunder. I was going to say congratulations, Stats, for not having to talk about the 49ers. Um, you know. It was oddly freeing. Let me just say that. Uh, Stats, can I tell you something that I'm rooting for, if I'm being honest with you? I know it's going to upset you, but I I really do want this in my heart of hearts. Uh, Go ahead. I want San Francisco's record to to be 4-9. and I need that. I I need that. (laughs) Enjoy your Thursday, everybody. Happy Veterans Day, and we'll talk to you next week.